Hello, Simon Miller Pro Wrestling Show fans. Just a nice cold open here to let you know a couple of things. One, please do head over to Defiant YouTube channel. Just search for Defiant Wrestling on the old YouTube and you can check out my match against Martin Kirby for the Internet Championship. I won't spoil it for you here. But if nothing else, any kind of feedback would be great. Given that I do a little show called Ups and Downs, it's only fair that I give other people the right to reply to me. But please just be constructive. As you know, I'm still green and I'm still trying. But also to explain this, episode as you know we have the patreon patreon.com forward slash simon 316 and there's been loads of people who wanted to get on so i just thought i'd smash another episode out i hope that's cool i hope you enjoy it we've got an on the ground account from double or nothing so i'll call this something of a special episode but sit back enjoy relax and as always thank you for listening live from parts unknown you're listening to simon miller's pro wrestling podcast the only wrestling podcast on the planet we think sit back relax prepare for positivity to run through your veins as simon miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio it is miller time Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is indeed a pro wrestling show with a little bit of an update episode here on a Monday as we get into it for a brand new week. Now, if you're sure you realize, uh, we do uh, sort of random episodes here and there, but a lot of them are supported and exist thanks to my patron at patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. So I will ask you today to head over to that very link. And even if you can throw a dollar into the pot, it helps me no end. It allows me to create this content. And like I say, I'm looking into a few things at the moment to hopefully, um, you know, expand and do things that allow the podcast to get bigger and grow. Uh, yeah, I just think that would be uh, that that would be awesome. But yeah, check it out. There's some tears there. You can get a podcast. So you come on the podcast. You can get a postcard. You can get a personalized message. You can do my Q&As. There's loads of different stuff. But Today, we do have, uh, like I say, I try and get as many people on as possible. It's like a queue-based system, but we do what we can. We'll have a little chat over the patron. And today, my man, uh, my man Nick is back on the line. Nick, how are we doing today? I am doing really good, Simon. Good. I'm glad to hear it. And joining me uh, here on a Monday to kick the, thing, the, the, the weeks off. Now, uh, last time we spoke... You know, we were on the cusp of uh, AEW's uh, Double or Nothing show and all kinds of things like that taking off. And as we now know, in hindsight, kind of changing the wrestling world. Now, of course, you went to Double or Nothing. Um, yep. So while it, uh, while it has been a while since, you know, that, that went down, I think it's always good to get... Uh, you know, a different kind of perspective, an on-the-ground perspective, uh, so to speak. Especially because now, you know, if you listen to the Wrestling Observer a lot, you will know that Dave Meltzer has become obsessed with statistics for Double or Nothing and the pay-per-view numbers. And he's trying to figure out, you know, where, you know, where this... Uh, it sounds like he did over 100,000 pay-per-view buys as well as the streaming service numbers. And the cool thing about it is it sounds like a lot of Laps fans who, you know, have just been sat around waiting for an alternative product to, to come around. have gone, oh, I'll check out Double or Nothing. And they certainly have invested... Uh, in in what they've seen, because as we know, uh, when they announced tickets for All Out, they, they sold out pretty quickly. So, man, just tell me about your experience. Tell me about the people that you met. Tell me what you thought about the show. And tell me about, you know, kind of how you see All Elite Wrestling, you know, going forward. What do you want from it? What do you don't want from it? You know, I'll, every time I say, oh, is it like WWE versus WCW? I always get a bunch of people going, don't compare AEW to WCW. I'm not comparing it like as if the, the product's the same. So that's an old school wrestling product. I just mean the atmosphere that we're living in. I mean, if you're, if you're as old as I am, you remember the Monday Night Wars. And the cool thing about the Monday Night Wars was exactly this. 
is that it felt like it felt like a war, and it feels like a war again. So yeah, dude, just give me your your perspective and your thoughts. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, so the the Friday before the event uh, kicked off the, uh, the the Starcast event, and I went to. Uh, the Tuscany Casino to see some live shows like uh, What Culture was there live. That was a lot of fun. They were, yeah. Uh, th- despite Tamatonga choking out poor Phil Chambers, you that know happens. that damn Tamatonga man. You never know where he's going to be. Poor Phil. Oh, oh we'll, we'll uh, we're going to get to him a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, I met Wilborn, Clary, and Phil. Really swell guys. Um, and then literally, like right after that, was Cultaholics live show, and and they were. I mean, I mean, look, I love both those guys, but what culture they kind of need to step their game up because Cultaholics live show was was really vastly entertaining. Um, but uh, and then uh, they even had uh, Stephen Larson from Going In Raw doing a live uh, Straight to Hell, which was a lot of fun. So that was quite a nice surprise. Uh, so yeah, that pretty much was my Friday. So moving on to Saturday, um, so on Saturday I went to uh, the actual big event at uh, Caesars Palace, and so um, and so I decided to you know check out the the floor where all of the 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 vendors and all the 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 other wrestlers were like doing autographs and stuff, and you know once again I saw Steve Larson there, got to talk to them a little bit. I mean, just – it was a really cool atmosphere just seeing, like, all these uh, great, like, former wrestlers and, and, and younger upcoming stars. But uh, the big highlight for me was uh, I got to finally meet my favorite wrestler, Bret Hart. Nice, man. Was that through the, the – like, just queuing up and stuff like that? Well, uh, I had bought the meet-and-greet package online, and uh, – it was a long wait <laughs> because uh, uh, they were, I think that, um, uh, a couple different superstars were doing like uh, autograph signings at all, this, all at once. So the, the lines were just massive. Obviously, Brett had the longest line. So um, I think I probably waited a little over two and a half hours before I finally got to meet him. But it, it was it was truly awesome once you finally get there. You know, uh, people always say that, you know, it, it, it sucks to wait, but I always tell them. Trust me, it's worth it, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think those moments usually are. Like, it all depends on the individual. I remember when I was uh, 16, I queued up for hours to meet The Rock uh, at Virgin Megastore, which doesn't even exist anymore. And, you know, I look back now, and it's one of my fondest memories. So, you know, it, it sucks at the time, but sort of down the line, you go, yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, in fact, just a few years ago, uh, I waited like three hours in line to meet Goldberg, and two of those three hours were spent outside in the blazing heat. So, <laughs> but trust me, like I said, once, once you finally meet them, it's, it's well worth the wait. Absolutely. Anyways, anyways so uh, while I was in line <laughs> uh, to meet Bret Hart, um, I believe uh, Tamatanga and Tangaloa were also in there signing, but I guess their line ran out and they had to leave. So, 
you had no idea how much, like, when Tama Tonga walked out the door, I just wanted to heckle him and chant Simon Miller, you know? <laughs> but, Dude, you should have uh, done it. He would have come over and choked you out. He definitely would have done it. I, I know. I, I told myself, I'd rather be conscious when I meet Bret Hart. So, <laughs> yeah. So I just let that go. Anyway. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, once I was done at StarCast, I headed straight to MGM for the show. Uh, and, man... I mean, where to begin? I mean, the you could just, you know, feel the energy and the atmosphere. I mean, uh, Justin Roberts, the announcer, got a, a nice little chant from the crowd, and, and he thanked them for that. So, so that was a nice little gesture. Um, and then, you know, uh, Casino Battle Royale, so much fun, like so, so much different stuff going on there. Um uh, you know, uh, Sean Spears got a huge reaction. Yeah, which I, was yeah. Really, it was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I, you know, the, just the, the the variety of talent in there because uh, I believe that that one transgender wrestler was in there. I believe. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, there was the guy with no legs. I, I mean, I apologize to the listeners that I don't know their names. I'm sorry. I'm. You know, I'm sure thing. I'll, learn. No, dude, I'll the, learn as I go. <laughs> that's, that, that's the best thing um, about AEW at the moment is that you. I said that when we did the ups and downs for it. It's like we don't know with these people. That's why it's great. You know, unless you're super into wrestling and more power to you, you can't keep up with a. Uh, you know, with everything that, that's going on right now. So enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it, you know, it being a brand new promotion that you, you know, they're deliberately putting people in charge or, you know, in, in, in sort of center stage to allow you to get to, to know them because that yeah. it, we don't get to do that anymore. And then maybe they'll become your new favorite wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, a lot of people go, oh, I don't know this person as if it's a, not you're doing that. I mean, the, the general consensus. And I'm like, no way, man, this is, uh, this is awesome. This is fun. Yeah, exactly. So then, and then of course, you know, the, the guy who I learned later was Orange Cassidy, just do, doing those weak little kicks to Tommy Dreamer that had me laughing. Uh, and also when Tommy Dreamer got his ball stapled by uh, Jimmy Havoc, that was great. <laughs> so yeah, just overall, the Zeno Battle Royale was loads and loads of fun really set the tone for kind of, for you know what's to come i mean it, it, it does the job that the andre the battle uh, royal should do whatever they call it, the armbar you know yeah, in the that, sense that 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 is meant to set the tone for a wwe show but it never at uh, wrestlemania but it never does it just again i i appreciate that they do it because it gets the roster on the card which means they get a wrestlemania payday but i think um while i thought the, the, the all-in battle royal was better AEW's done a great job in making that yeah create a great atmosphere and then leading on to the card as opposed to or oh, here's a battle royal for the sake of it exactly um but yeah so like the the first uh first couple of matches were a lot of fun um there were uh, like a couple times where the, the the crowd was chanting stuff that that sort of annoyed me just a like like a little bit because like you know they have that that giant long crane with the camera on the end that spins in a circle. I think at one point that uh, it was like obstructing people's view, and so people were chanting "Move the camera," so that that kind of took focus away from the match a little bit. But I, I understand, you know, people want to have the best experience possible. Um, let's see. Um, um, one thing I want to touch on is the, 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 the six woman Joshi match. Now that match was a lot of fun. Um, obviously it had that botch finish where the, 
the the time uh, the timekeeper rang the bell too soon. Um, the the crowd started chanting "You effed up," and I thought, you know, that well, th- that's kind of rude, you know. I mean, we all make mistakes, uh, so I I thought that was just a little uncalled for. But then and then they even started chanting "Botchamania," and, and in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I bet Matthew's having the time of his life right now. <laughs> well, he's there so, as well. Yeah, I bet he loved it. Yeah, he was there with the Cultaholic Boys. Um, but but still, it, it was a very entertaining match, uh, you know, just aside from that botch. But I, I was able to forgive it. You know, like I said, we make mistakes. Um, and there, there can be a lot of pressure light, uh, riding on these uh, stars that were mostly unknown here in the States. Um, so is that. Okay, now the, the, the match I really want to touch up on which was match of the night for me, which I'm sure was match of the night for everyone else. Uh, Cody versus Dustin. Oh yeah. I, I, mean, I, think, I think we've all agreed now that was just ridiculous, right? I mean, um, I mean, it really hit uh, a, a personal high note for me because I mean, I was a little concerned for D- uh, Dustin, obviously, because he lost a lot of blood. Um, but then, you know, when the match was over, I was, sort of hoping Dustin would win, but in the end, I kind of knew Cody would pick up the victory. Um, but when, when we started chanting, thank you, Dustin, cause we thought it was his last match, you know, Cody gets in the ring and cuts that promo. And, um, and obviously he's trying to set up, you know, the, the next match at their next show where he teams with the young bucks. But what I really wanted to touch on was, you, you know, the, the, the words, that he spoke, um, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so you might remember that uh, the last time I was on, I talked about how my older brother and I were huge wrestling fans as kids, and, and but you know he hasn't watched wrestling in years, and 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 I've been sticking with it all this time. So uh, when Cody said, you know, I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. I mean, just so I, I know a lot of people uh, got really emotional when, you know, Kofi Kingston won the WWE title at WrestleMania. And, and I was happy about that. You know, I was like, you know, Kofi deserves this uh, a million times over. You know, I, I, I was genuinely happy for him, but, but that moment like didn't, really impact me emotionally but when cody said i need my older brother man i it hit me right in the heart because it's like here cody's saying i need my older brother in my corner at our next show and i'm sitting here going i need my older brother to be here to witness this moment with me you know what i'm saying yeah no no totally i mean that is um I think the cool thing about that, and I think this is the cool thing about AEW in general, is that because of the audience that has bought in, and I know they go out of their way to 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 tell uh, to tell the story, uh, you know, of you know what's happened in the past, but a lot of people already know, and because they already know, like I say, they they didn't need to, they didn't have to overproduce it, they didn't have to over narrate it. Everybody kind of w- was well aware of the history between them and the bad blood and everything like that. So 
it was it was great that people were able to buy into that in that sense without them having to it didn't have to do that much of an emotional job because the emotion was already there and i just thought that was um i thought that was great i just thought it was a, a nice moment and look, I'll put my hands up and say, and I saw loads of people criticizing it going, well, you know, if WWE had this bloody match where people, you know, tore into each other and then they just hugged at the end, I'd be like, that's crap. And I'm like, you know what? I understand it. I can understand it. But at the same time, it's all to do with context and what you've seen before. Uh, and really, it, it, it depends how you feel at the end of a match. And while you could make that claim, at the same time, you can also go, you know what? It was just, it's just a brilliant match all round. It felt old school. It was exciting. It was, it was different. And again, if you'd ever wanted to see Cody Rhodes versus Goldust, uh, so Dustin Rhodes, I should say, in the W, that was the few we wanted in WWE. You never got it. Now you do get it, and but you just happen to get it somewhere else. So it, it almost like jumps, it, it jumps promotions, and I think fans like that. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah. Like in, in like in that moment, I know I I felt the tears coming out of my eyes. But then and and I managed to get the whole promo on uh, recorded on my phone. I watched it later. I literally like just wept like a baby. You know, <laughs> that's great. So, man. I mean, that's wrestling. That, 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 that's how. Yeah, I I have never felt emotion like that uh, for wrestling in a long time. So the, yeah, that was brilliant. Awesome. Uh, I, I do I do want to say one thing. I know a lot of people criticize the fact that you know the the whole thing with Cody taking the sledgehammer to the throne. Um, I know a lot of people criticize that, and I know you gave that uh, a down on your, <laughs> on your thing. But look, I I totally get it. You know, uh, I think Cody said he was he was burning a bridge that that needed to be burned, and and I totally get that. You know, we we all have that in our own personal life that we we have bridges that we want to burn or wish we could burn. So we can just look to the future, you know? So so th- that was just the way I looked at it, you know? No, I, I, I think that's I fair as well, man. Like, go on, so go on. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of those people like, yeah, screw you, Triple H, you know? I, you know, I was, I, I totally get it, you know? I, once I heard what Cody had to say afterwards, I, like I said, I totally get it, so. No, no, I, you know, as, that's, you know, as that's come up as well, like, I, I don't mind them doing it. And I don't mind people liking the fact that they did do it. These things get very misconstrued. Not saying, again, not you, the general people. Uh, when I say <laughs> things on ups and downs, that was just my personal taste. Do you know what I mean? I was watching the great show that I was enjoying, <laughs> and he did that. And I was like, ah, hey, you know what? I could have done without it. It was that. Do I care that he did it? No. Did I, you know, enjoy it to a certain extent? Of course I did. It's, I'm a wrestling fan. I love behind the scenes jabs. But I just meant, at, at, you know, at that particular point in time, when I went to write my script and I thought about it, I was like, I actually could have done without it. That was it. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. as far as that was as far as it went. But it, look, if, if AEW want to play the shots across the get bow game, go absolutely nuts right now. It's it, it's the, it's the Jerry Ryan theory. So many people say, "Oh, Jerry Ryan, he shouldn't be touching his crotch. It's not right. It's not good for <laughs> business." Yeah, well, go watch what a crowd does when he touches his crotch. They go absolutely crazy. And if you're getting that kind of reaction, you're getting that kind of success. That's a man that's so you know so successful right now. He doesn't even have to sign with a major company, and he's making loads of money. And I know that because I've talked to Jerry Ryan about it, it personally. But also on top of that. You know, AEW's doing everything right. They're selling out shows. They're creating a buzz. And if, if one of the reasons they're able to do that is because they start taking shots, take all the shots you want. It's all about success. It's all about ratings. It's all about business. I get it. Just personally, I was like, meh, whatever. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. 
Yeah. All right. So, and then I believe the next match after that was uh, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. And uh, I just want to say that um, I have seen uh, Pentagon. Uh, I've seen him wrestle before uh, at All In against Kenny Omega. So I knew he was a good wrestler for sure. Uh, but, but I've never seen him with Phoenix in his corner as the Lucha brothers and my God, they, they blew me away. And and, and also I've seen the young bucks, obviously when they closed out, uh, all in, uh, last year, but because they were on such a time constraint, they had to go through all their spots like super fast. So I didn't really get to, you know, uh, feel any of the emotion and the storytelling in uh, in their batch so when so when they finally got time to shine man what and uh, they're these guys are truly the best tag teams in the entire world uh, there i've said it you know <laughs> I, I i know wwe has great tag teams as well but yeah the, the, these guys just blew my mind with with stuff i've never seen before um yeah, just just probably what probably best tag team match I've ever seen. And then what can be said about the main event? Omega Jericho. I mean, from from the entrances to the just the the hard hits, the 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 couple little comedy spots they did. Uh, they, but yeah, I I really didn't have a, a favorite to win this match because you know I I know what both men are capable of. So when Jericho won. I thought, and then of course I thought back to the the battle royale, the fact that whoever won that got a shot at the at the AEW title against the winner of the main event. So uh, I can see that it made sense for Jericho to go over, and and it's funny because like he cut the heel promo afterwards, and I just couldn't help but love the guy. You know, <laughs> he, he's telling how he he hates all of us, and I'm probably the one guy in the crowd going, "I love you, Jericho." <laughs> Well, let's talk about that. You make you make a good point because there there is a a big uh, discussion point about Chris Jericho at the moment. Let's let's not worry about his match with the Carter in New Japan because well we can talk about that later. But the big thing for me is that uh, so many people have now that it's going to be him versus Hangman Page for the AEW title at All Out um, uh, yeah All Out in, in, in August thirty on August thirty first. So many people are saying, "Oh, Chris Jericho better not win that title." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Chris Jericho 100% has to win that world championship because, A, the biggest one, he's Chris Jericho. Like, you know, a, a huge reason a lot of Laps fans are coming to AEW is not just because they're excited about what's going on, but it's because they know the name of Chris Jericho. I'm sure that, you know, most people enjoyed Chris Jericho's work in WWE, and now they're almost intrigued to see, well, why the hell has Jericho decided to go with these guys? You can't argue that's not a factor because he proved that with New Japan when they announced his Kenny Omega match and, like, New Japan World subscriptions jumped by 60,000. Like, sometimes the statistics don't lie. So, you know, if you put the... I love Hangman Page, and I'm sure he's going to be a star in the future, but he's not a star now. That's the key. And, and you need to build him. And there's no, there's no build in just having him become the champion, but there is so much build having this proper, world-renowned professional wrestler, Chris Jericho. I'm not saying he's an Austin or The Rock, but he's still a well-known global name. Being your bad guy champion... And having somebody chase him. That's where the money is. That's what would get me excited. And I think Jericho is doing some incredible work 
from an outside the ring perspective at the moment, that he can rile people up, he can get people invested, and after three, four, five, six months as the champ, people are going to be desperate to see him get his ass kicked, and maybe you do choose Hangman Page, but maybe you choose John Moxley, maybe you choose Kenny Omega, maybe you choose Cody Rhodes. That's the thing, as soon as you put the belt on Hangman Page, what do you do? Okay, so you have a Chris Jericho rematch maybe, but then what? Like, there's so much, makes so much more sense to have the most recognizable name on your roster, be the guy, push him hard, He's clearly invested. He knows what he's doing. Okay, sure, maybe he's not having the best matches of his career, but it's not about that right now. It's about what Chris Jericho represents. And I think he proved that in that Kenny Omega match. And I, I just thought it was I thought it was great. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it kind of isn't a good idea to put the belt on Hangman Page because, like, I'm sure in the eyes of many, he, he is a star, but he, but I think we would much rather see him you know, pursue the big uh, title. And so, it, yeah, it really makes all the sense to have Jericho uh, carry that title for a while. Um, so anyway, and then obviously uh, I look to my right and the, the sections, all the, all the people over there are going absolutely bananas. And then I see him, John Moxley. I mean, I don't need to say anything more about that because I – that was definitely the biggest pop of the night. Biggest pop of the night. I popped big, you know, uh, a really great way to end the show. And then, and then of course, all the the elite guys come out and they they said thank you and we hope to we hope you guys will follow us on this journey. And uh, it, uh, it, and it's like I said on uh, on the the last podcast we did. Um, if their uh, weekly show is available on Hulu, I'll watch it. Um, what, uh, if the, if their pay-per-views have a good enough card, I'll order them, you know? So I, I'm just like you. I want AEW to succeed. I want all, I, I don't want to see people out of work. I want to see all these wrestling promotions do good. Um, but, I, and also I, I want, I want competition, but you know, I want healthy competition. You know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah, no, no, to- no, totally, and that's what I want as well. I just all I want right now is good wrestling. I don't care how I get it. I don't care how I get it. I don't want to get into another big rant about WWE. I got into a. I had too much time on my hand the other day because I had this cold, so I had to take an evening off and got into this massive back and forth with who, somebody that was clearly a troll on Twitter, trying to explain that it's all right to not like WWE at the moment, but still enjoy what WWE is. Like you can watch Raw and SmackDown every week and go, "Oh, this is crap," but hope that it gets better. You're perfectly allowed to do that. Anyway, I went right down the rabbit hole, um, <laughs> and, and, and I want AW to be great. And I, I always say, I want MLW to be great. And I want Impact to be great. And I want Ring of Honor to be great. You know, I want everything to be great, and then I want a new Japan. I want to be able to sit there and pick and choose what I want. I don't just want repeats of everything else. So, yeah, no, I, I'm exactly the same, man. I'm just hoping that uh, that everyone just just finds their niche and we go from there in terms of the event itself what was the crowd reaction like because when i went to all in my favorite thing about it was it just felt like a team effort do you know what i mean everyone booed the bad guys everybody cheered the good guys there was a real good just feeling in the arena i said during the um during the opening tag team match who was it scu versus the briscoes i believe uh yeah you know it just felt like it almost made me emotional because everybody was so happy to be there was it similar here um I think so because, I mean, just in my personal opinion, um, I was just there to see good wrestling, you know, because 
uh, I was just telling myself, you know, I don't really know who most of these wrestlers are. Um, I don't know who's fit, who's supposed to be face, who's supposed to be heel, but, and obviously the, you know, one of the things that the Cody's gone to say is that, you know, fans are allowed to cheer and boo whoever they want, regardless of whether they're supposed to be heel or face or just kind of in like the neutral area. So I personally was just there to see some good wrestling. Um, didn't really care about any heel face dynamics, but I mean, clearly people had, you know, people in mind that they wanted to cheer and boo. I also want to say one thing. Uh, I think MJF, he's probably like the best heel in AEW right now. Do you know the only problem I have with MJF? I just, I, I'm only jumping in because I want you to debate me on this. I agree uh, with you. I, I think he's great, right? I really do. And he was, I'm not trying to name drop here, but he was on the Defiant show. And you could tell straight away, just hearing me in the background... Do you know what I mean? You just knew. I heard him talking to the guys, and I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. He knows his character. He's confident. However, it's a, it's a teeny little thing. This is me being a right asshole, and I admit it, and Miller, you, you can tweet me, go, Miller, you're an asshole, at Simon316. <laughs> but he's just, he's, he's just so much like The Miz, right? That sometimes, even, and I mean that physically as well, he looks like The Miz. Sometimes, I find that there's not a disconnect there, but it's like anything. If somebody looks too much like somebody else, it throws me just a touch. And because he acts like the Miz as well, like, you know, the over-the-top privileged guy. And I'm talking, this is like 1, 1.2%. The rest I all love, but it does pop into my head. Do you, I mean, is that, do you think that's just something that I'll get over with in time? Or have you thought the same? Or do you not really, do you think I'm just being an idiot? You can tell me I'm being an idiot. No, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but but I, I totally understand where you're coming from because yeah looking back you know i did kind of see some hints of uh of heel miz and but uh but you know there was a point where there's because because the like the i think the the first time the miz was a heel like we booed him because we thought he was just a talentless hack but then once he started <laughs> honing his craft... I mean, we did. You're right. We're right. We did do that. Once he began to hone his craft, and now he's almost got the same amount of intercontinental title reigns as, as I think, Jericho. Like, that was good heel miss. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was really honing his craft, and now he... And then he became so much of a heel that we actually began to appreciate the work he was doing. You know? And, and, and that's really a hard thing to believe that, you know, years ago we didn't want this guy on our screens, but now – and now we're giving him love. Um, I, I mean, obviously I can't say the same thing for his face run, but – Well, I, yeah, I, I don't I – mean, do you mean his face run now or his face run a few years ago? Uh, I think his face run now – I think it's kind of lost the momentum a that's, little bit. That's, but, that's uh, it's Shane McMahon's fault, though, isn't it? I was thinking this the other day. I actually quite enjoyed the, the, the face turn for The Miz. I thought, okay, that's probably a good thing to do. But now he's just lost to Shane McMahon three times in a row. I'm like, well, how am I meant to support that guy? That's not the... I know, I'm not saying you're saying this again, but that's the... That's not the... I don't know. It's just a really a really strange thing. But you are right. The difference is, is, is that The Miz kind of started at the bottom and had to win us over for all the reasons you've just said. Whereas I think MJF is kind of... Most people like him straight off the bat. They know. They know that he's good. And he is good. Yeah. So... I mean, especially when he came out and he was uh, 
and talking crap about Bret Hart, you know, I, I'm going to boo anybody who is dogging on my favorite wrestler, you know? <laughs> you don't mess with Bret Hart, in no, my opinion. No, so. no, not at all, man. On that note, though, dude, I can't remember if we talked about this before. My mind's not great. We did. We talked about Bret Hart getting attacked at the Hall of Fame, did we? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I, I think we did. Yeah, I thought we did. Let's not, we don't need to talk about it again. Let's not give that, ty- that guy any more uh, uh, credence that he got. I just couldn't remember if we no. talked about it. Um but no, yeah. I, I mean, overall, I, I, I think I think you're right. So in terms of the, the new people that you did see, we'll call MGF and Hangman Page the old people, which is the dumbest thing ever. But you know what I mean. What? Who? Who? Who did you come away from going? That's a guy that I want to, you know, I want to, I want to keep an eye on going forward. Um, I'm I'm really not sure at this point. Uh, I think I just need to see a little bit more. Uh, before I begin kind of like picking out the, the people that, that I'm really starting to enjoy. Um, man. Yeah. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. So. Okay. Let me uh, I, I'll rephrase it. What do you want to see them do now? Uh, obviously we've got fighter fest. Everyone's going a bit too crazy about fighter fest. Fighter fest is just meant to be a house show. I, I, you're not allowed to yeah. say that because AEW now has to sell out everything, otherwise they're failing, which is ridiculous. But Fighter Fest has been pitched as a house show. That's why you can watch it for free on, on uh, the, the Bleacher Report service. But that's what it is. It, it's a house show. There's nothing over to worry about. But what do you want to see them do now? I mean, obviously, you've got All Out coming out in August. That's going to be a huge, uh, a huge pay-per-view. Then we're going to lead into TV. As a fan, though, who's clearly invested and actually went to the show, yeah, like what, what do they have to do? Or is it a case now they've, they've got it? This format works. I'm invested. Let's keep on moving forward. I, I think it's just that, you know. Uh, they really knocked it out of the ballpark with their first show under the AEW brand, which I'm very proud I was able to be there to witness it live and in person. Um, but, but yeah, I, they, they've got my interest now, um, and I'm going to try and support them as much as I possibly can. Um, so, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting ride. But um, anyway, so to to close out the weekend on Sunday, uh, back back to the Tuscany, I saw going I saw going in Raw live, met Stephen Larson again. Good guys. Um, Just as you brought them up, they're really good guys. Shout out to Stephen Larson, lovely lovely human beings. Yes, they deserve all the support in the world. They do. I I, I really like those guys. And and then. And then I was at the live Cultaholic podcast where they recapped a uh, double or nothing, met all the guys, bunch of swell guys. So yeah, overall, it was probably the best experience for me as a wrestling fan in a really, really long time. So wow, man, well, that, that, that's good, man. That dude, that's the dream, right? I mean, that means yeah. that means you had a damn good time. Yeah, saw some incredible matches, met all my wrestling YouTubers. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more. Good, man. That's what I like to hear. I just want people to be happy. That's all I want. I just want people to be happy, and I'm glad you had a good time. Are you going to go to All Out? Has it got you to that degree? I know money's obviously a problem, but I, I, well, well, we went, did you even try and get tickets, I guess I should say? No. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to be there live. Uh, tr- travel issues and everything, but... Uh, like I said, uh, I, I know they're, um, I, I already know the, the two marquee matches that they announced, but I kind of want to see the more matches announced, you know, uh, I, I would like to see the full card before I d- decide that I'm going to order it on pay-per-view, 
which I there's a good chance I will because I loved All In, love Double or Nothing. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm going to love this one too. Awesome, dude. Right, let's do a quick funny 180 because it would just, okay. it would just make me laugh. Let's compare that with Super Showdown. I don't want to turn... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to turn the clock back too much. I know it's a bit of a, a mini retro podcast, but I think there's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's quite interesting. Now, look, I, University, I think we've all agreed that was a bad show. That's because it was a bad show. It just was. It, it, I don't know why we, we'd be we, we're so surprised by that, just because they're always, they're filler. They're, they are filler shows, and, and they always have been. But look, it did happen mere days after we had Double or Nothing. And look, by the way, you know, just to give you an idea of how successful Double or Nothing was, even from an internet point of view, that was the most viewed ups and downs we've ever done. And I've been doing ups and downs cool. through WrestleManias, Raw Rumbles, uh, everything. And that was, the, that, that, was, um, that was by far the most watched. Well, not by far, but it was, it, it's the number one. Uh, did you watch it? Did you not watch it? You know, considering you've just seen this kind of card, you're like, you know what? I don't need that in my life. Uh, just yeah, just give me a comparison as a fan who again was on the ground at one show and obviously watching the other one from afar. Well, I mean, it's like I said last time. You know, I um, the uh, previous Saudi Arabia shows had you know some interesting banter that we could all kind of like you know laugh about uh, just just to give ourselves a good chuckle. But sadly, Super Showdown, no banter. They, they they played it like really super safe um the the audience was like not interested at all in in some of the lesser known names on the card um i mean even the 50 man battle royal which was 51 by the way uh <laughs> dude now, how the hell do you know that <laughs> but uh, and and to be honest like like that's where the only like real feel good moment came is when uh, Mansoor won, and 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 I kind of understood why they did that. You know, they they want to give uh, the home, kind of the home country guy some love, but at the same time, I mean, when you look at like WWE Network st- statistics, you know NXT is like the the most viewed show on the WWE Network, and that's good, but the 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 rest of the WWE fan base, they only watch Raw and SmackDown. So as many views as NXT is getting, it's not, doesn't nearly have as many people uh, from that, that are wa- also watching Raw and SmackDown. So if you're not watching NXT, you know, how are you supposed to know who, who Mansoor even is? You know, I mean, I've seen his matches cause I watch NXT and he's really good. So, and so I was happy that he won because, because I know who he is and I know that, um, he, he's a young up and coming talent and, and I thought that was a nice little rub to give him. But, but again, how many other people can say, well, how am I supposed to root for this guy if I don't even know who he is? Well, then I would say, watch NXT. You'll know who he is. Um, so, so, so again, like that was the, the, the only real feel good moment of the show. And then obviously, Oh, that main event. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I, I will say this, you know, I think that's the one match they they were really trying to sell everyone on was Undertaker Goldberg because it, it's a dream match that is 20 years too late, to be honest. Um, but, uh, like, even if Goldberg wasn't uh, didn't do that spot where he rammed his head into the post, um, 
the match, I think, still would have been bad because you'll notice throughout the show they kept saying that it's it's over 100 degrees here in Jeddah. And my my thought through the whole thing is like, okay, well, so when the main event goes, I know it's going to be bad because there are these two 50-plus-year-old men. They're just going to get exhausted from wrestling in the heat. You know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I said that, I, I, again, cheap plug. I had a match with Martin Kirby at Defiant. Uh, over the weekend, you I can saw check that. It. yeah, you can. Thank you very much. Uh, you can check <laughs> it out now on Defiance YouTube channel. Just set for the time wrestling in YouTube, and even that building was hot. And half look, everyone said it, Millie. You got gassed. Yeah, I did. I did. And my word is anything harder when you're that blown up in that kind of heat. And it must have been that for them times a million. So I can only imagine how much, and especially because, again, all due respect, they are older dudes, which is also going to impact that. It must have been so hard. I, I know. It's like. It, it, you know, it's bad enough that, you know, uh, Goldberg got busted open and then, you know, Undertaker got dropped on his head by that botched jackhammer. So it, it's bad enough these guys are fighting in 100 degree heat, but then but then they miss these spots and now they're just now they're like borderline injured as well now. So probably. For the, no, yeah, um, it, 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 so, it was it was upsetting. It just was. It was it, upsetting. It, yeah, it it really was. So I, I'm I'm glad they just decided to go for a, a, a rubberneck finish and just just end the show because I'm sure they everyone there just wanted to get the heck out of there. Um, so yeah, just not, not a good show. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it really wasn't, and I'm kind of glad uh, it's in the past. They that those shows create nothing but uh, but controversy. I'll tell you something else that we should talk about, actually, tying into WWE and all of their stuff. Obviously, their Stomping Grounds pay-per-view is a week. Is it this Sunday, actually? I think it's this Sunday, isn't it? I think it's this it, it Sunday. It is this Sunday, yes. My word, where does it go? So it's this Sunday, and they are, apparently tickets are selling so badly. Uh, this is according, again, to Wrestling Observer. Uh, Dave Meltzer, I'm a Wrestling Observer, so get mad if you hate him. I get it. Um, <laughs> but apparently they're giving away tickets. Apparently they're doing two-for-one tickets, and you can uh, yeah buy one for 20 bucks, which is very low for a WWE show, and you get another one free. Now, look, I don't... People will go, oh, it's the end, dead, dead, dead. I don't necessarily... <laughs> I don't necessarily think that, but I, I will say that it, I, again, I don't think that is a reflection of everything that's happening in AEW. I think that's a reflection of a very, very lazy put together card because it is just the same thing that we saw at Super Showdown, which we've just talked about. Not great. Uh, it's a bunch of repeat matches that people weren't really into to begin with. Minus the one people were interested in it before it went sour. Obviously, Taker versus Goldberg. And that's why people, why would you want to go? What you got to buy a ticket. You don't just buy a ticket unless it's WrestleMania for WWE because it's WWE. You need something a little bit more. You need something a little bit substantial. And when you look at it, there's, it's just rematches. There's no reason to go, which is the truth. Exactly. Because even though, even uh, the people that didn't watch Super Showdown, uh, in the weeks leading up to it, you know, they've had the, the, the card being shoved into their face every week. So even if they didn't watch Super Showdown, then they look at the Stomping Grounds card, it's like, well, these are just the same matches that you were announcing for Super Showdown. So yeah, wh- why why would you why would you give me any uh, perspective at all to to watch this show? 
or or see it live, you know? Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. What? I mean, who have you got? You've got Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. I mean, we'll predict this later in the week, of course. But you've got Seth Rollins mm. versus Baron Corbin. You've got Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler, although beating a steel cage. You've got Becky Lynch mm. versus um, Lacey Evans. You've got... Oh, I don't mm-hmm. even know. I don't even, I, I don't even care. You're going to have one of... Who is it? It's Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Cesaro, and two other dweebs. <laughs> they're having a five-way on Raw later tonight. Hopefully, I'll get this up on the Monday. I'm certainly planning to. But they, um, they're having a five-way to see who's the number one contender for Samoa Joe's US title. So maybe you get Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe. Okay, that's a little bit different. It may be fun. But by and large, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a, a wash, rinse, and repeat. And I find that surprising given that WWE is in a bad place right now. Not saying it negatively, just saying it observationally. And I find it astonishing that we're not, you know, going out of our way to at least try something different. Now's the time. Now is the time to try something different. Unless, of course, they're waiting till they go on Fox. All the new SmackDown logos came out last week. So, yeah, they look cool, whatever. I don't really care about logos and stuff. But I I thought there'd be some kind of reaction, I guess. And at the moment, it looks like there is none whatsoever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it really doesn't seem that way. No. Are you going to watch? Are you, are you even going to watch? Or are you just going to watch something like Ups and Downs or read a report? Um, well, <coughs> I mean, like, I'm, uh, I'll usually watch, like, the bad stuff because I know, because if there's one thing I love about my wrestling YouTubers is when they look at something bad and rip it to shreds. So I can like sit there and agree with them, you know? So, I mean, cause last year, uh, was, uh, what was it? Backlash 2018. That was like the, I mean, next to crown jewel, like that was the worst pay-per-view last year. Which one was, know? sorry? Uh, backlash. Remind me. I, I my, my, my mind's tab. I watched so much wrestling. I can never remember. <laughs> um, what, what was the main event? Uh, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Oh, uh, yeah, when everybody walked out. Yeah, that was bad. You're chanting, beat the traffic. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's what it, it was a year ago. What are they doing? Was that a year ago? When was Backlash last year? I don't remember. It, it, it was right, I believe it was around this time last year. So basically, Stomping Grounds is the new Backlash this year. Flipping Nora, and, my friend. And, 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 uh, and I think back then, we didn't know how bad of a show Backlash was going to be. But this year, we know how bad Stomping Grounds is going to be cause, just because of the ticket sales. And also, yeah. and the matches. Like, let's say... And the matches. But let's say that Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins somehow are having this amazing match, right? It's amazing. It's brilliant. I, I, I'm not invested enough for it to be incredible. Like, we talked about Cody and Dustin earlier. They could have had a lesser match, but it would have felt better because of the investment they had beforehand. And therefore, for Baron and Seth to have a match of that level... The bar is already seven times higher because we're starting lower. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what wrestling is. Like a Hogan versus The Rock. Hogan versus The Rock is crap, but it's brilliant because of what it is. Right? That's what wrestling is. So the, already you're like, well, how how can I? How can it be anything but meh? That's the truth, right? It's just meh. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I, I mean, honestly, the best part about watching Backlash last year was at the same time I had. Uh, uh, Steven Larson's going in raw uh, live stream reactions going at the same time. So that I could visibly tell they had like no interest in the show at all. So they would just entertain themselves by like doing impressions and stuff and, and for the people watching. And, and so, so that kept me entertained through that show. So, um, so, so that, like, that's probably the only enjoyment I'll get out of stomping well, grounds is see, is seeing it being torn apart by, 
by you guys. <laughs> there, there is something in that, though. And I think people, I think we take for granted a little bit in the sense that it is, there, look, I, I, I mean this in a positive way. Crapping mm-hmm. over something as a team is fun. It's a little bit, mm-hmm. it's a little bit mob mentality, but as long as we do it in the right way, where we do it tongue in cheek and we enjoy it, I think that's a huge reason, like you say, why it's fun to watch WWE and then be able to click your favorite YouTuber or podcast and hear someone goes, fucking hell. It's funny, <laughs> right? And I, mean, I, I can't listen to the ones that are too serious. It wears me out. But the ones that do it, it, it with the right way, absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent, fun, irreverent. And it kind of justifies the fact that you watched it. And there is something in that. A lot of people watch wrestling for that reason because they want to crap over it. And that's okay. And that's okay as long as some people take it too far and then they go and crap over everybody else. He said, well, I enjoyed it. It's like, ah, screw you. So, well, no, don't do that. Don't take away anybody else's fun. That's not fair. Like, you know, everybody has different tastes. I know a lot of people that enjoy Drake Maverick pissing himself. I hated it. I hated it. I think that to me was when I was like, oh. But if that person loved it, Great. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy for you because you watched the show to be entertained and you got that. You know, you, you, you got that being entertained. So, you know, that's, um, that's important. But I think there's something in that. And hopefully we won't have to do it for too much longer. And WWE can, you know, can, can, can right these wrongs and we can get back to just uh, enjoying some good TV. Because they got the roster and they got the stars. We just need a little bit of, um, well, I just think we need to hit the reset button. That's what we need to do. We probably need Vince McMahon coming out again and saying, from next week, everything starts again. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need. Everything starts again. We're going to start all the feuds. Yeah, wrestling's fake. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> I, but that, that way, you could start again with continuity and everything like that. So, Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm coming off as an asshole here because I, I honestly feel really bad for the WWE talent having to be put through this like week in and week out, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, when, when I, if I watch a bad wrestling show, you know, I, I say it's bad. I go to my wrestling YouTubers. They say, yeah, it's bad too. Then we move on. You know, we, 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 we put that behind us. We move forward, you know, don't dwell on it too much. So, again, I, I'm not trying to sound very mean-spirited or coming off as a dick, you know, because I, I, I want the best for all the talent is, is what I'm saying. So, um, and I, I just feel bad for all of them that they have to go through this all the time. Yeah. And, and I really hope things change uh, this fall because, uh, again, that's when they're going to have to step their game up the most because, I mean, the uh, AEW show won't be – aired on the same night as a WWE show, but it's, it's going to be there, you know? And, and so the, the, they really, really have to step their game up this fall. Otherwise, I don't know. We, we actually could see the slow demise of WWE, which I really don't want to see. Neither do I. And don't forget as well, again, for the people that jump on this, it will be a slow demise. Because they have so much money. <laughs> they have so much money. Yeah, when I say slow, I mean really yeah, slow. I, just, I, like, <laughs> I, I like to point that out because some people like they think it's going to happen next year. they got billions of dollars, man. They're going to be around for ages. But that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you work for yourself, you want to have a nest egg in case everything goes bad. And then hopefully when things go bad, you take advantage of it. And 
that is enough to steer you right and you have the time and the money to do it. So WWE has that. WWE has time and WWE has money. What they don't have at the moment is the impetus. Let's hope that AEW starts on TV. We move over to Fox and we can, um, we, we can right these wrongs. That's what I would like to see. But we will, we will find out, man. There's, there's no two ways about it. We'll find out. Maybe in 10 years' time, WWE doesn't exist anymore. I mean, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But you just don't know. That's the truth. If I told you during that run in 97 that WCW only had a few years left, you'd be like, you know, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't have believed me. You would not have believed me. I know, especially, you know, with the the momentum behind him with uh, the whole NWO thing, you know, it could have gone on uh, many more years after that, but they they, uh, just... They let the dogs run the yard, and that's what really killed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they they did, they did. And the one good thing, and now we're finding out the bad thing about WWE is that it was awesome to have one guy at the top because he stopped that stuff happening. But now, not so awesome because he definitely needs some creative help, as we all do. I'm the same. Like I, I do a lot of my videos uh, from my house. I got, I wouldn't really call it a studio, but I've got something that obviously that Seb I can do. And every now and then, you do need a little bit of, uh, of, of back and forth from other people. So I always make sure I reach out because I'm aware that you can't always come up with everything by yourself. And that's what Vince McMahon right now. But at the same time, I understand it. I'm not saying it's right, but I can completely understand why someone that's been doing this for as long as he has and has had that much success may be a little bit stubborn. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying I can understand the thought process. It's like when you see someone like Justin Bieber, who's a little bit off the rails sometimes. Like, of course he's off the rails. He got given everything, and he got given all the fame and all the money in the world when he was, like, seven. It's like, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't be a well-adjusted person if that happens, unless you're somehow well ahead of your years. And it's the same with Vince McMahon. He's been doing this all his life. He's clearly obsessed with it, so fair play to him that, you know, you can't fault his passion. But if you've been doing something for so long and had success, it probably takes a long time of people knocking at the door going, Vince has got to change. Vince has got to change. Vince, you need help. Vince, you need help. Before you actually go, ah, shit, maybe I need help. Because we're human beings and we get stuck in our ways. And I think that's the issue we're having right now. Yep, true words have never been spoken. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. But yeah, so uh, we've got Raw tonight. I, I get As we end, let me get the stupid Raw preview up because uh, we, we never do ones on a Monday and the Raw preview is always, always hilarious. Can I find... Yes, I can. There it is. So we'll just go through this and then uh, we draw things to the close. So, um, actually, they've only got one thing advertised. <laughs> of course they do. Really? The only thing they've got advertised is... One week after Broad Strover, Ricochet, Cesaro, and Bobby Lashley crash Miz TV, they will go at it, and the winner will become the number one contender for the US title. Yeah, it says next Sunday, which will be it, which will be which will be stomping grounds. So that's what you've got to look forward to. And I'm sure by the time this always happens. Uh, oh no, literally, I, I tell a lie. They have put up more. Uh, so um, who's going to be the special guest referee between Rollins and Corbin? Uh, I, I wanted to be invested in that, but they've, they've gone through it way too quickly. The Fatal Five way. Of course, Daniel Bryan is going to be on the show. He's the wild card. Uh, we're going to find out what happened to our truth because he got stuck in a crate. Uh, <laughs> the Revival are going to do something. Uh, I don't know what it is. It just says they're going to do something. And they're, they're teasing the continuation of the Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans feud. I am just going to say that the sooner we get through this week, the better. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... Actually, I'll throw in a couple of other tidbits. Um, this this rumor could be absolutely false, but this is just what I heard. Uh, yes, Daniel Bryan is the wild card on Raw, but I heard some rumor somewhere. Again, this could be completely false, but I heard that Daniel Bryan 
he's the wild card on Raw against his will. I don't know if that's true. I don't want it to be true, but that's just the rumor I've heard. Uh, I'm just going to kind of push that aside for now. Uh, if the story develops, you know, my wrestling YouTubers will let me know. Um, but the, just this morning, I actually watched the the news videos for What Culture and Cultaholic, and there there's also uh, a rumor that uh, Bray Wyatt might do a kind of like a live Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, that, the rumor is he's backstage. Yes, there is a rumor that he's backstage. That is very true. And and we might see his first feud develop. You know, yeah, dude. But, I, but we'll, just, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I wanted to, it, it, I wanted to come in and win the title. It's not going to happen, but that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. Why muck around? Let's do it. Let's go big. Let's go big. We never go hashtag big. put the belt on Bray now. Do <laughs> it. It would work straight away. You go, wow, well, he's good, isn't he? He walked in and won the belt. Anyway, anyway, right. Now, wowie. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, we we will definitely wrap it up. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for your time, man. That was a really good chat. It was really interesting. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will wake up any time of the day to talk to you, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind, dude. I appreciate it. And as always, if you want to come with the podcast, you can. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Just a little caveat because some people get a bit confused. Like, there is a queue system. I'm sorry. Uh, I do my best to get to you as soon as I can. But it's great. It's a popular thing, which makes me very happy, very humbling. And I, I do it, you know, first come, first serve. Because how else can I do it? You know, that's unfortunately the way that it works. I'd love it if it wasn't. But that's why I'm trying to, to reformat things a little bit too. So we'll see. Uh, come follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SimonMiller316. Uh, my YouTube channel is YouTube.com, Forces the Middle Report Rules, or just search for Simon Miller. And yeah, we talked about ups and downs. Go give What Culture Wrestling a little sub as well. And go watch my match with Martin Kirby. Uh, who I took on over the weekend for the internet championship and try and find out if I'm now the internet champion. Slight spoiler in there, because I'm pretty sure if I were the internet champion, that's all I'd be talking about right now. <laughs> but we will <laughs> we, we will draw a line under it. Uh, we'll be back this week on Wednesday. Wednesday is our flagship show this week, because on Tuesday, I'm actually, a little, little, little tease, I'm actually doing an interview with Chris Van Villay. I think I how you pronounce his name. Uh, you may have seen the uh, the Cody Rhodes interview he did at All uh, a Double or Nothing that's blew up. He very kindly reached out to me and said he's going to be in the UK. So I'll be in London tomorrow doing that. So we'll smash the podcast on Wednesday. But until then, have great days, have great weeks, and I'll chat to you in a couple of days. 